things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Girlfriended. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt. I will be the host of the show today. And we have an amazing guest, Jody Nisnek. She's author of several books. And today we want to uh, unpack your latest book, Crossroads, a study of Esther and Jonah for boldly responding to your call. And so first of all, just welcome, Jody. Thank you for saying yes, which you, you just don't even know what you're getting into because already we've been talking this morning and uh, you put me in tears, which is actually really hard to do. And uh, I, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little shook. And, and of course, we, we talk about things that we can never talk about, like out loud yet. It's going to be, you know, a decade down the road that we're able to unpack all of this. But I have, I'm, I'm looking at everything that, that you're doing here. You have a degree in broadcast journalism. So um, you're going to have to give me some feedback afterwards on all the things <laughs> I can do to enhance this, but a master's degree in Christian education from Dallas Theological Seminary. So I have to pause right there. A big shout out to my niece and her hubby. They both went to Dallas Theological Seminary and now they're back from Belfast, Ireland. He now has his PhD, so he's becoming a professor starting there in the in the fall. So we're a wee bit excited for them all to be back in the United States. So now I feel even more connected to you because uh, I have actually more family members that have graduated from that school. Uh, so back to you're an author. You are also in the crazy world of podcasting as well. So if we have time, we'll talk a little bit about that because we want to promote your podcast. And I just want to thank you for being our girlfriend today. You wear many hats. Uh, at least it says, in, you know, at your church, you were on the, the staff there and uh, you're, you're big, including uh, a pastor to, to women. So tell us a little bit about your passion and then your, your story. I don't know if they're separate or if they're one, but I'm going to, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Okay. Well, Hey, I'm so glad to be here. It's really just already been so fun to talk to you. I feel super connected to you like a girlfriend. I love it. So, um, my, passion is really, I've just summed it up as to help people take another step with Jesus. Um, I don't know what that looks like, but I know we all have another step to take with him. And God has given me that passion just over the years, especially I, so I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I became a believer when I was 13. I had no like, uh, places to hang any real good theology. I, I like didn't understand my relationship with God. I thought he, like, I kept having to go back to him and ask him to take me back. And so I didn't understand like how secure I was in him. I didn't understand the grace stuff. And so when someone started teaching me about, um, how much he loved me and his extravagant grace for me, I was like, everybody needs to know this. Why don't people know this? Uh, and so it just, he kind of ignited that passion in me and 
Um, my husband and I eventually moved to Dallas. And so we were here and that's when the Lord called me to seminary. And so I went to Dallas seminary and it is a great school. Um, I learned so much there and yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a very short version of my story, my calling. And I've been in pastoral ministry for the last almost 13 years. And um, oddly, the Lord is transitioning me out of that right now. So there's a lot of big questions in my life. You know, we're talking about the crossroads and um, for boldly responding to your call. And honestly, I feel like God has got me at this big crossroads in my life. And I'm like, okay, Lord, <laughs> I'm reading my words back to myself. And I was like, oh, I do believe this. I really do. Now I'm having to live it out in a totally new way. So, okay. Uh, there's so much there I want to unpack. It's like every sentence you just, it was kind of a teaser into uh, a, a deeper conversation. And I want to talk about the Lord transitioning you out because I hear that and he has done that to me in, in two big crossroads in my life. And it's, it's crazy. It's, that's when you feel like, you know, the Israelites just kind of wandering around in the desert. And it's a bummer when you have shared and guided and coached so many people. And then all of a sudden those words are coming back to you. <laughs> You're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa here. This was for other people to have to go through, but I want to go back to you were 13 and what what happened? I'm always fascinated uh, when people say, I don't know, how they all of a sudden had this relationship with, with Christ. Because I grew up in a Christian home. I was eight when I, you know, my, my Sunday school teacher in quotes, because that term is so, you know, old school Sunday school teacher, uh, literally scared the hell out of me. And that's just fun for me to say, because growing up in a Christian home, you could never, ever use those words. But that that is what happened. It was all, you know, what, what eight-year-old wants to go burn for you know <laughs> eternity with gnashing teeth? And so I was in, like, I'm on this boat and whoever's rowing it, I'm, I'm just in on it. Yeah. And, but then I don't think I ever caught the full grasp when you say extravagant grace, because I, I just, it's what I know, but I, I always had this evangelical spirit. You know, I was one of those kids in high school that I'd be walking with my friends or running the canal, you know, during track. And I would go, if you die today, like, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? I was that kid. It was just a part of my DNA. Um, I so I, I, I'm always intrigued, especially at 13, because that's when, you know, that's when mean girls happen. And, and so yeah. how do you show up and go, yeah, this, this is my new me. So what happened? Yeah. Well, I love it. Um, <laughs> I love your story. You were this little evangelist it's just, and, you know, hitting people over the head with, with, with that truth for me. Um, I actually lived a pretty, <laughs> I lived a lot of life before I was 13. Let's just put it that way. Like when my daughters got to the ages where I started being rebellious, which was like 11, 12 and 13. Well, and beyond too. It's not like all of a sudden Jesus snapped me out of all my rebellion, but um, I, I like, I was watching them and I'm like, oh my gosh, you can't do the things that I did. I was just a little hellion. And I went to summer camp and, um, I, I grew up in Georgia. I went to summer camp 
in North Carolina. And at that camp, like I, I just was lost and I knew I was lost. And on a camp out, someone preached the gospel. And I was like, I didn't have to hear it a second time. Like I just, I knew I was like, that's what I want. That's what I've been looking for. Um, and so I became a believer. Uh, but the problem was I went back home to a place that was, it's not like, it's not like all this crazy stuff was happening in my home. Um, I had great parents. They, they loved me. Um, but I was, you know, back with the same old friends and all of that stuff. And what's interesting is God actually plucked me out of that space. And we moved from Georgia to Michigan. Mm. So I got home. And then a few weeks later we moved and I got to start over and totally recreate myself. Like nobody knew who Jody from Georgia was. There's no social media. There's none of, none of that. So like, I'm, I'm totally new. I get to be whoever I want to be. Mm. Um, and so that was just one of the graces of God in my life. So yeah, that, that was, that's a little bit of how that started, but then, I mean, you know, but then you, you know, you're kind of a rebellious, <laughs> you're a rebellious kid. You're still going to be a rebellious kid. Yeah. And so I, you know, I got the wrong friends again and, and all of that, but, um, young life actually was a huge part of my journey. Um, because I didn't go to church. I couldn't drive myself to church. Um, but I could get rides to young life and things like that. And so I started going to young life and would learn a little bit about God there and just, you know, found new friends and leaders that would loved me. And so I started to build a, a more genuine relationship with the Lord through that. But it wasn't until I went to college and I was on my own and really making my own decisions that I, that I started to, to really invest in my relationship with the Lord and get to know him and start to understand, um, who he is. And God just, again, he's so kind and gracious to us. Like he helped me intersect with the right people and people that really did know him and didn't teach me, uh, legalistic living, you know, Oh, you can't do that because you're God's not going to love you anymore. <laughs> it was, they were teaching me grace living, um, God loves you, period. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you don't you don't want to do those things because that's not who you are, not because you're trying to avoid, you know, some e eternal punishment. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so then did you meet your husband in, in college and was he a believer? Yeah, so I did meet my husband in college. I went back to that same summer camp and I was a counselor there. So I say I met the two loves of my life at camp. Um, and we met there uh, kind of in transition. So I'm in Colorado. He's in Carolina, in the Carolina area. And um, we met at summer camp. And then I went back to Colorado and he was graduating. And so, wow, it was just kind of a sweet intersection of our lives. And that was 28 years ago. So. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting summer camp. I, I have been to summer camp once again, my entire life. And my, my mom was always one of the counselors there. So I grew up that that's just what you do. You go to summer camp and then you get out of high school and now you're a counselor at summer camp. So I went right into, <laughs> you know, all through college and then with my kids up until my fifties, I was a counselor. And finally I thought, okay, at what point is this, <laughs> are you not cool anymore? Like, you, you know, you have to, 
uh, pass the baton on, but I am such an advocate of summer camp. We just see so many kids that that's when I, I think too, they're surrounded with other kids making that same decision where it, it just, it just is this eye-opening experience of, of who Christ is. So yeah, strong yeah. advocate for any listeners, you know, if you're questioning, especially right now, I, I really, with COVID and, and everything where we're having to do some very creative things to make summer camp happen, happen it's like send your child to, to summer camp. For yes, sure. if you can do it, it's such, it's just a, a beautiful space for kids to play too. Um, and, and I think that was one of the things that was so helpful because you were talking about mean girls, you know, the, at 13s when the mean girls happen and it does, but when you go to camp, you kind of like leave all of that behind. You're with all of these girls you don't know, and you're just playing and you're just being girls. And, um, and I went to an all girls summer camp, which was necessary. <laughs> I had gotten kicked out of the co-ed camp. <laughs> so, uh, so I needed to be with girls and just play and figure out how to be a young yeah. girl. And so, yeah. yes. Oh my gosh. If you can send your kids to summer camp, please do <laughs> a Christian yeah. camp. There's some summer camps that I wouldn't recommend too, but yeah, yeah that that's a good point. And um, it's a good thing. We didn't know each other when we were that age because yeah, I should not have been at summer camp in a co-ed place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we would have been in trouble for raiding all the cabins or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, once again, good, good memories though with, with summer camp. Well, then you went into women's ministry and that leads to the next thing you said about the Lord transitioning you. And here you have this, this book, the crossroads. And now it sounds like you had your own. So you've been doing women's ministry for 13 years. And the reason why that one's so intriguing is because I did women's ministry forever, actually started um, a an organization called Girlfriends Unlimited that we went into. It was a, a similar structure as, as Young Life. And my, my partner and I, we would laugh because we love doing ministry but we we would go, we just don't like working with women. And that's a, such a horrible, horrible thing to say. Uh, but it it was at that point, and I love my gender. I mean, I truly love my gender. So I say that mockingly. But we were putting these retreats on for women all over the country and outside of the country. And we would put them on sometimes in the church, but often in, in hotels. So we were working our, our tail off to create this this ambiance and this experience of we see you you matter we don't want you burned out it was mainly women directors and they would you know hey is there any way we can get a discount if we bring this person this person and and we're trying to just cut costs as much as we can and then you know we would order these meals for everybody what we thought would be this wonderful beautiful experience and you know it was i'm gluten-free and I'm this and I'm that, which I get, I, I totally understand. But after a while, you're not only a psychologist, you're a chef and you're this, you know, health counselor <laughs> and, oh, and yeah. everything was, you know, we want this whole experience. We want it to be gluten-free, but what we want it for 99 cents. And, <laughs> uh, we, it, <laughs> we definitely were thought we're doing this for women directors and leaders to not get burned out. And we realized we weren't taking care of ourselves. 
ourselves. Like mm. we were going into the fetal position going, okay, I can't wait for this retreat to be over. But through all that, that sounded like a lot of, of complaining and I'm just being transparent. Amazing stories. Cause we were all about changing hearts, changing lives, one girlfriend at a time. And it, we really, it was like summer camp. You know, we saw women leaders that were truly just surrendering over to the Lord and going, I've been doing this and it's been all about me versus I need to get out of the way and I need to let the Holy Spirit work through me. So cool, cool stories. But yeah, you love doing ministry. It's just who you have to work with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the old adage? Ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I have been ministering to women primarily over the last, well, more than 13 years. I've been officially on the pastoral staff for almost 13 years at my church. Um, but I've also had a lot of other roles on that staff. Um, I oversaw all of our adult ministries for a season. So I've, I've worked in a lot of different capacities. Um, but really, I mean, I do love working with women. I do love um, just seeing them surrender to Jesus a little more, but man, you're telling, you're telling those stories about, Hey, I'm gluten-free. I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you just brought back all of these nightmares <laughs> of retreat planning. <laughs> Sorry. We've Sorry. Done and all of the, it's hard. It is hard to make people happy. And, and women, we, we like, we like what we like. Right. And so, and we're going to tell you what we want and we're going to tell you how we like it. And we're, you know, we expect you to, to do that for us. And so we had a lot of that. Um, a lot of people that just were very particular. Um, but I would say more often and part of, and maybe this is the joy of doing it just in the local church is that you're in relationship with people year over year, over year, over year, and they love you and you love them. And so you start to actually see each other more than just a, oh, you're somebody here to serve me and do this retreat thing for me. Um, and so I found that, you know, as people got to know us better, the people that complained were few and far between. Um, yeah. Most people were just grateful that we had done X, Y, or Z. Um, and, and even the people that would complain, um, there were so many other people <laughs> that that were grateful for what was happening there or were sharing the stories, like you said, of surrender or life transformation or what God had taught them that it just blew the complainers away. Yeah. So, um, but it's, it is hard work. It's really, really hard work. <laughs> well, a lot of our listeners are in leadership at the church and they do ministry and, and you just, we, we hear your pain and yeah, the, the beauty of it all shines through. And I, I do want to clarify because so many of my friends are gluten-free. Um, <laughs> I'm not backing on, on gluten-free. It was just an example when someone yes. continuously, it's like, that's something, okay, you know, bring your own steak, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes. And, and we want, and thankfully it, that's gotten easier and easier to accommodate. It's, it's yes. gluten-free. I'm vegan. I only do, you know, soy, like it's, it, it got, it got, it just was, everybody had something, yeah. um, you know, I'm on this special whole 30 diet, you know, it, everyone had something that, and it's important to them and it should it be is. like when we're taking care of ourselves, that is important, but it, it also is hard 
on an organizer to accommodate and to make it good for everybody. Yeah. But, well, there are times you're catering to 500 people exactly. and there's just a handful of, of you to, to do that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so you, you did this and this was your calling do, doing women's ministry and you now have passed the baton and do you know where you're going? Are you, we talked about that land in between before the show started of, of being the Israelite going, okay. And God provides the manna, right? Uh, so are you eating the manna right now? What's going on, Jody? What's going on? Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I took some time away um, from my role at the church and kind of that moved me into this really intense season of discernment. Like I've never been in before. And um, I just, you know, it, it, as God does when he's disrupting our lives, um, he was helping me see very clearly that he had an invitation to me to do something different. Um, the problem is I don't know exactly what the different is yet. And I think that's always or mostly what happens to us, right? Like um, what he's inviting me to do is take a huge step of faith um, and let go of something that I deeply have loved um, and has been very meaningful to me. And I've seen fruit come out of, and he's asking me to let go of that. Um, you know, kind of putting it on the altar uh, like Isaac, you know, <laughs> I mean, we're just like, what, I don't know what's actually going to happen. Um, and that, that I think is what you, so how did I make that decision? Maybe um, something that's helpful for your listeners is, um, spending a lot of time in prayer. I mean, my journal is full pages, just full of, okay, Lord, I'm sensing this. And, and then reading his word and just his word coming to life to me. Um, and, and kind of that, that sacred echo, you know, that the Holy spirit does in our lives when he's trying to help us turn a corner or see something new. It's just like, you start seeing it everywhere. Um, and then the other thing is I, I really, leaned heavily on, um, wise counsel, people that love Jesus and love me. Um, and that has been really helpful because they've been able to say, yes, this seems like the next right step for you, Jody." Um, and so I think once you kind of keep digging into all of that, you finally get to this place where you're like, and now we have to take the leap of faith. Um, because we don't get, it's not our normative experience to get an audible word from the Lord that says, this is what I want you to do. Um, we're kind of like, I mean, he makes it clear to us. I do believe he makes it clear to us, but we are, feels like we're doing a little bit of detective work too. And um, once we finally feel like all the pieces fall into place, then it is, it's, it feels a little bit like I'm stepping off a cliff <laughs> and just trusting the Lord with what's next. But you know, what's really sweet is I made the decision, submitted my resignation on Sunday. On Monday, my publisher emailed me and said, hey, we'd like another manuscript. And I was like, okay, Lord, here we go. So he's making it clear. Yes, yeah. you're doing what I want you to do. Keep going after it. So, I mean, I don't know exactly what he's going to call me to, but I'm going to keep writing. I'm going to, you know, keep investing in my podcast. I'm going to just keep doing the next thing. Um, and we'll see. Yeah. Um, 
there's a few things you you said that, and you're actually going to be on um, our next week's podcast as well, unpacking a little bit more of of your calling in that way. But you're saying, I'm just going to keep taking that next step. And it's that next right step. And I love what you said about not, you know, you use the word normative experience. Is that the word you said? Hmm. Normative. Yeah. It's not, it's not like normal for us to. Yeah. And, and I love that. I wrote that down. I'm like, Oh, a normative experience, but to get an audible voice, because I have had friends that have truly had an audible voice and they've had that, you know, right straight from God. And I I used to beg in my thirties, okay, God, give me that (laughs) voice. And that kind of, of of clarity, like you said, it for me the same way. It, it is the sacred echo of the repetition um, that you you're you're begging God to show up, and you're begging Him to sustain you. And through the people that we surround ourselves with, and through prayer, and then having that time to really spend it with Him, getting into His Word, it's it's crazy. You sometimes you don't feel it when you're in it. But you look, once you're out, you look back in and go, oh, wow, he he was everywhere. And uh, that that's something that you, you do a lot of repetition in challenging your readers to look for that, to look for those moments of when, when we, we see God. And we just have a couple minutes here, but I have to say the other time I had that challenge was experiencing God, that book. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Yes. That had such an impact on me because the very first time, you know, once again, I, I grew up in a Christian home and then all of a sudden here, this author is telling me, you know, look, where do you see God and write mm-hmm. it down? And I'm going, uh, I don't know. I just know he's, he's there. And it wasn't to, finally my, my husband wanted to read the book, the workbook after me. And I was like, oh, shoot, I need to write some things down here. He's going to realize I am just an imposter. (laughs) So it's just one of those things. And now, you know, you see God everywhere when you do start looking. But I'll I'll never forget that. It was like blank page, blank page, blank page. But we have one minute uh, before we end this episode. And. Jody, what would be your your tip? Like right now, we we got into the story, your story. We we talked about you know the Lord transitioning you. Um, what would be a big tip uh, just to just to women out there? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing for me that I just keep going back to is make space for the Lord. I you know show up even when you don't feel like it. Like this has been a difficult season for me. And sometimes I sit down in the morning and I'm like, I don't want to open my Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and I do. And when I do, he shows up. So it like, it's just, sometimes you just got to like suck it up and, and do that hard thing because you need him. And that, and so that's my tip. <laughs> All right. Just go after him. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week. For life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It, hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.